Psalm chapters 32 and 33. Psalm chapter 32, verse 1. By David. This is written by King David. And instruction. O oh, the happiness of him whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. This song is an instruction to us. It will actually teach us how to live. And the thing that you and I need the absolute most is to have our sins forgiven because we have sinned. This song is going to talk about how to get our sins forgiven. And it says that when our sins are covered, then we have lots of joy. Two, oh, the happiness of a man to whom Jehovah imputeth no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. We have all committed iniquity because iniquity is sin, but we have joy when the Lord does not impute that iniquity to us, meaning he doesn't charge us for it because the wages of sin is death. That's the penalty that we have to pay. So if we aren't charged with death for our sins, we have great joy. And the only way that can happen is if we're forgiven. It also says, in whose spirit there is no deceit. Deceit means dishonesty. You and I have to be honest in order for our sins to be forgiven. We have to admit that we've done wrong, and we have to confess our sin to the Lord. If we can't be that honest, we aren't going to be forgiven. There's a lot of people who can't admit that they've done wrong, and that is a huge barrier to getting forgiven. 3. When I have kept silent, become old have my bones, though my roaring all the day. David says, if we're silent about our sin and we try to cover it up or we pretend it never happened, even if we cry all day, we will dry up spiritually. We won't have life. The Lord doesn't honor unrepentant sin or unacknowledged sin. 4. When by day and by night thy hand is heavy upon me, my moisture hath been changed into the droughts of summer. Selah. This song is talking about physical moisture. It could be that he cries so much over his sin that he's dehydrated, or it could just be that all of his innards are dried up because he's depressed, because he can't be forgiven, because he hasn't admitted his sin. But also this represents spiritual drought. When your spiritual life is a desert because you haven't repented of your sin. 5. My sin I cause thee to know, and mine iniquity I have not covered. So King David says, I confess my sin to you. I lay it all out in the open before you. I have said, I confess concerning my transgressions to Jehovah. And thou, thou hast taken away the iniquity of my sin. Because we confess it, it gets taken away. And we have to honestly confess it. A lot of people will say, Oh Lord, forgive me of my sins. But they don't name any of them because they don't really care. And they don't really feel that they've done anything wrong. They're just mouthing words. They're paying lip service to the Lord. When we're truly sorry, we'll tell God specifically what we want to be forgiven of. And we'll do it with tears. Because we know hell is waiting for us if we aren't forgiven. And that holy fear causes us to be totally honest and forthright with the Lord. And it says Selah, that is a musical direction for the singers and the orchestra. During King David's time, he had a 4,000-piece orchestra to play during the worship. 6. For this doth every saintly one pray to thee, as the time to find. Surely at an overflowing of many waters unto him they come not. 
If there is a flood against us, we will stand strong if we've been forgiven of our sins. We can also pray better when we've been forgiven of our sins. When we don't carry guilt, we can come boldly to the Lord and ask Him for what we want from Him. 7. Thou art a hiding place for me. From distress thou dost keep me. With songs of deliverance dost compass me. Selah. Deliverance is when we get demons cast out of our lives. Demons can possess a person, but it's kind of rare when a person is possessed. What usually happens is demons oppress us, meaning they're interfering with our lives and causing us a lot of distress because of our sin. We're not possessed, we're oppressed. And lots of Christians have demons in their lives because they're holding on to sins that they don't want to let go of. But deliverance is when Jesus kicks those demons out because we've repented and we've come to him, his strong tower. But he's not going to kick the demons out as long as we keep entertaining the demons and obeying them instead of obeying the Lord. So if we keep going to the bar every night, we're not going to lose that demon of alcoholism. It's going to stay with us. We have to repent. 8. I cause thee to act wisely, and direct thee in the way that thou goest. I cause mine eye to take counsel concerning thee. That's talking about self-control. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, meaning that we all get it when we become born again. But we have to practice it in order to have more of it in abundance and be able to use it better. If you're having a hard time saying no to sin, what you need to do is start practicing using self-control. If we don't practice using self-control, then it will just sit dormant in our lives and won't be of any benefit to us. The blessing of self-control is that we use it. 9. Be ye not as a horse, as a mule, without understanding, with bridle and bit, its ornaments to curb, not to come near unto thee. King David is saying, don't be like an animal that has to have a bridle that controls it. Use the self-control that God gave you so that you don't have to be controlled outwardly. 10. Many are the pains of the wicked. As to him who is trusting in Jehovah, kindness doth compass him. When we have a lot of sin in our lives, we will endure much suffering and pain that we've brought on ourselves. A lot of bad things will happen when we indulge in sin. But when we trust in Jehovah and we trust him to meet our needs, and we aren't trying to meet needs in our own deviant way, then his kindness will bless our lives. He'll gently and tenderly take care of us. 11. Be glad in Jehovah and rejoice, ye righteous, and sing, all ye upright of heart. We have great cause to sing and rejoice if the kindness of the Lord is with us because we've repented and been forgiven and we're trusting Him for everything. One of the main reasons why people sin is they don't trust the Lord. They think that they have to take care of themselves. They're desperate. And we need to stop being desperate and rest in the peace of Jesus Christ. The demons will tell you, oh, you have to have a thrill tonight, or you have to have a relationship, or everyone's going to think you're a loser, or you have to get that job promotion, even by hook and crook. Satan will make us feel desperate for no reason, when in reality, we don't have to have those things. All we really need is the kindness and the peace that comes from the Lord. 
And that concludes Psalm chapter 32. Psalm chapter 33, verse 1. Sing, ye righteous in Jehovah, for upright one's praise is comely, meaning it's beautiful when righteous people praise the Lord. The Lord hates to hear worship music from sinners, and in churches often the people who are singing to the Lord are practicing sin, and he hates it. It's just lip service, and it makes him angry. But it's beautiful to the Lord when righteous people praise him. To give ye thanks to Jehovah with a harp, with psaltery of ten strings, sing praise to him. There were different kinds of stringed instruments that were used in David's time. This certain instrument he's talking about is a ten-stringed instrument that has a beautiful, particular sound that the Lord loved. 3. Sing ye to him a new song, play skillfully with shouting. This song is totally a song of joy and rejoicing. And it says, sing to him a new song and play skillfully and shout with joy. King David did not write this particular psalm. This was an anonymous psalm because there's no name. In the book of Psalm, David gives himself credit for 73 of those chapters. Asaph, who was one of the key singers in Moses' time, he wrote 12 of the chapters in Psalm. Korah was a Levite. He wrote nine. Solomon, who was King David's son, wrote two of the songs in Psalm. Heman wrote one of them, and Heman was one of the Levites who was also in charge of music. So Heman and Asaph, I'm surprised that Heman didn't write more of them. Perhaps he wrote a lot of the anonymous ones and just didn't want to take credit for it. Ethan, I don't know who Ethan was, but he wrote one, and Moses wrote one of these songs. Four, for upright is the word of Jehovah, and all his work is in faithfulness. He is faithful to do everything he told us he would do and to keep all of his promises, and everything he does is righteousness. 5. Loving righteousness and judgment of the kindness of Jehovah is the earth full. The Lord loves righteousness and judgment, and you remember that judgment means he takes care of the weak, the orphans, the homeless, the helpless, the widows. Those are the people who the Lord takes care of. Today, we don't have hardly any widows or widowers anymore, but we have a lot of people who've been rejected, divorced, abused, mistreated, trafficked. So we have a lot of people who are living lives as if they're widows and widowers and orphans. Some people have parents, but their parents don't care about them. They're still living the life as if they're an orphan. And justice is that the Lord takes care of all of these people. 6. By the word of Jehovah the heavens have been made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. By his word and by his breath he created all the angels, the whole universe, all the stars, everything that we see. 7. Gathering as a heap the waters of the sea, putting in treasuries the depths. Genesis talked about how God gathered all the water and put it in one place on the planet, and he separated it from the land. And then later on, when Peleg was alive, then the Lord separated the lands and made separate seas where the waters went. And this verse is also talking about when he initially separated the water from the land. 8. Afraid of Jehovah are all the earth. Of him are all the inhabitants of the world afraid. And that's very true. 
Every animal, every plant, and every person is ultimately afraid of the Lord, even people who claim that God doesn't exist. When Jesus shows up in the sky, they're going to run and try to hide. They're going to be full of terror because they know he's real, even though they don't say it. And when they're falling off a cliff or when they're in a car accident, they always scream in the name of Jesus, no matter how staunch of an atheist they are, because they know they're liars and that he really does exist. 9. For he hath said, and it is, he hath commanded, and it standeth. When the Lord speaks, nothing turns into something. He creates out of nothing. These mad scientists that are around the world today that are making chimeras and other hideous Frankenstein creatures, they can't create anything out of nothing. They take what God has already created and then they manipulate it by manipulating the DNA and stuff like that. But they can't create DNA. They can't create anything, not even air. 10. Jehovah made void the council of nations. He disallowed the thoughts of the peoples. The council of nations is like NATO. He makes all of their decisions void. He is the one who determines history. And all of these nations can't make anything happen. And basically every time they meddle, they just make things worse. They actually propagate war. But the Lord, he will win every battle ultimately. 11. The counsel of Jehovah to the age standeth, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. What God has said is right and just will never change. People can pretend that right is something else, but it isn't something else. It's what God said, and we'll know this when we enter eternity. The people in hell will know it, and the people in heaven will know it, that what God said is what is true forever. 12. O oh, the happiness of the nations, whose God is Jehovah, of the people he did choose for an inheritance to him. When Israel obeyed the Lord, Israel was blessed. The U.S. has never totally obeyed the Lord, but in the areas where we have obeyed the Lord, we have been greatly blessed. 13. From the heavens hath Jehovah looked, he hath seen all the sons of men. He looks down and he sees every single one of us. 14. From the fixed place of his dwelling, he looked unto all inhabitants of the earth. His heaven is fixed, and it can't be moved or changed, but from that place he looks down on us. 15. Who is forming their hearts together, who is attending unto all their works. He has created our hearts. He's also building his church, and his church loves one another and he pays attention to everything that we do, the good and the bad. 16. The king is not saved by the multitude of a force. A mighty man is not delivered by abundance of power. That's a great quote from King David. He says, It's not my own army of men who save me. It isn't my own wealth and power and status that keeps me afloat. It's the Lord only. All of his trust was in the Lord, even though he was a king. That's a great lesson for you and I, because some of us can't trust the Lord with anything. But King David trusted the Lord with everything, even though he was a king. It would be really easy for a king to think that he's a self-made man, but David never thought that. 17. A false thing is the horse for safety, and by the abundance of his strength he doth not deliver. King David says, My horse doesn't save me. No matter how strong and mighty my horse is, I don't put my trust in a horse. 18. Lo, the eye of Jehovah is to those fearing him, to those waiting for his kindness. King David waited for the Lord's kindness. 
He didn't try to fix his own life with his own army and his own horse and his own power. He always waited on the Lord. 19. To deliver from death their soul and to keep them alive in famine. There's different kinds of famines. There could be a famine of food, but there can also be a famine of the word of God. Today, we have a famine of the word of God because when you go into most churches, you aren't really hearing the true word of God. It's mingled with New Age teachings, with self-help teachings. It's mingled with life coaching. It isn't really the pure, unadulterated word of God. And in some churches, the doctrine is even demonic. We have to be fed directly by him. We have to read his word for ourselves. 20. Our soul hath waited for Jehovah. Our help and our shield is he. We need to wait for Jehovah. Just like a servant waiting on the master to be told what to do, that's the kind of waiting we need to do. It isn't that we're not doing anything, but it's that we're only doing what he says. 21. For in him doth our heart rejoice, for in his holy name we have trusted. We have joy because we trust in him. He's worthy of our trust. Nothing else is. 22. Let thy kindness, O Jehovah, be upon us, as we have waited for thee. The reason a lot of people sin is because they don't believe that God is kind. They believe that they have to take care of themselves. All I have to do is wait on him, and he will help me. And that concludes Psalm chapter 33.